1: Morning and welcome to Focus on the Liturgy here on WNDZ seven fifty a.m. We are here every fourth Wednesday of the month. I'm Todd Williamson from the Office for Divine Worship,
2: and I'm Timothy Johnston from Liturgy Training Publications.
1: So welcome to everyone who is listening and to those who are watching on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, as I said, we're here every fourth Wednesday of the month, and our radio program. Uh, highlights and uh, breaks open and discusses just about every aspect of the church's communal, corporate, liturgical
2: life, and we always have a great time doing so. <laughs> yeah, and and this this uh, t- month we're going to be breaking open or this this show we're going to be breaking open Easter a little bit. Happy more. Easter! I haven't yeah. seen you
1: since the uh, celebration.
2: Yeah, it's been uh, been a while. So I hope everyone has had a wonderful celebration. Uh, we were talking before the show about our, our experiences of, of the Triduum and hopefully, uh, like us, you all had a beautiful and wonderful uh, celebration with your family, friends, safely, hopefully.
1: Yep, exactly. As Timothy says, that is going to be our Uh, theme for the day. We want want to break open this glorious season, the season uh, that has the return of the Alleluia, the Gloria. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the scriptures that we hear during uh, the Easter season. We'll talk about um, the uh, phone that's ringing. (laughs) We'll talk about the, uh, um, uh, the texts of the masses at Easter. Uh, all of it is um, part of just part of this this wonderful season. We're airing here on the in during the fourth week of Easter, so we just heard the 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 uh, wonderful gospel of the Good Shepherd on right. Good Shepherd Sunday. So uh, it, we're we're well into well into the season.
2: Yeah, that, since you you bring that up, that's one of the things that always strikes me about the it's so predictable the cycle <laughs> in in a good sense of that. Second Sunday is always the story of, of Thomas. Right. Uh, I'm trying to work on not calling him Doubting Thomas because I, I've heard some good homilies recently about about that. But but sort of the growth of faith in that. And then we have Good Shepherd Sunday, and then of course the story to Emmaus. Like these, these are common yeah. themes and stories that we're familiar with in this season that help really break open the mystery of faith, um, and help us also come to realize life after that long Lenten journey the Enlightenment or the newness that we have as well. Yeah, exactly. And, and that
1: new—well, we were talking about it before the show began. I mean, in, in one sense, I, I think we can talk about the whole of the Easter season by looking through the lens of the opening collect, the opening prayer— for the second Sunday of Lent.
2: Yeah, I, I I did appreciate that. So yeah, I think that's a great a great starting point. It's it. it this is uh, the the end of the Easter
1: octave, uh, and this is the opening prayer uh, from the second Sunday of Easter. But it really does set. It it, it gives the theology and the spirituality of the whole season. Yeah. Right. It goes, God of everlasting mercy, who in the very recurrence of the Paschal feast. Kindle the faith of the people you have made your own. Increase, we pray, the grace you have bestowed that all may grasp and rightly understand in what font they have been washed, by whose blood they have been reborn, by whose spirit... By, I'm sorry, by whose spirit they have been reborn, and by whose blood they have been redeemed. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the Easter season, right? That we... That we may grasp and rightly understand all that has happened to us,
2: and, and what I love about that is uh, just even the very concrete way of imagining. So let's let's imagine. You know, sometimes it might be hard to grapple with the theological realities of this, but the concrete is washed the the Spirit and the blood of Christ. Yep. There the three sacraments of initiation. You know really, if if you are hearing that prayer, if you break that open, we have been initiated into the very life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that's what we're celebrating, the great gift of this life that we share and have the opportunity to to share with other people. that's that that is such a fantastic
1: connection in in what font they have been washed, by whose spirit the anointing of, of, yeah. of confirmation and the blood that we share in in the yeah. eucharist the culmination of initiation which 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 was the heart of the easter vigil Ex- right 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 and and so um uh, f- for the listeners just think back the, the, this this is where the great 50-day feast of easter begins. big be- began was in the baptism and the renewal of baptism that took place yeah. at the Easter Vigil. After that long Lent, after, after you know, 40 days of, of preparation, uh, and, and, and as we said during Lent, uh, everything that we do f- in observance of Lent it, you know, took us to that point. Right. We, at the Easter Vigil, or on Easter Sunday morning, but at the Easter Vigil, when the elect were all baptized and then we renewed our, our baptism, uh, that, that's, that opened the door. For this week of weeks.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't get any better than than that particular liturgy to to accompany, to witness those who are, are celebrating initiation, but to recall our own um, promise of, of living this Christian life, and so our accompanying of that, and so what a great way. And granted, because of COVID, I know parishes, a lot of things were pared down, or some of the things probably yeah. weren't done as usual, but that does not impact the e- efficacy if you will of the sacrament oh, obviously gosh, no and the profundity of what
1: of, took place that right. evening right for all of us i
2: i, I wish I, I should have remembered i was reading a quote yesterday from uh, Virgil michael uh, regarding this i should have remembered to bring it today because now i can't think of it but it was about how we are immersed uh, how the waters of baptism truly immerse us into the life of christ which we've talked about obviously yeah. um but th- that just popped into my head i'll have to find it again um and, and pray with it a little bit yeah uh, that's
1: that's that that's the that's the heart of this of this 50-day feast right so even just looking at the structure uh of of easter uh it, it follows the uh 40 days of of lent um it's it's the 50-day celebration of what we took part in at the easter vigil i said that uh who was it it's one, it's one of the patristics who called it a week of weeks right uh, Se- seven sundays it's it, it, right it is it is it is the highlight of our liturgical year
2: yeah and, and, and i think it might be like even john paul in dies domini doesn't call maybe it's just about well, sunday you know the, the day of days right um, in the sense but the week of weeks like that image those Those kinds of phrases are trying to help us understand the profundity, the immensity of what we're celebrating. Right. That it isn't just this little blip on the screen, but this has an impact for all eternity, um for all time, for all creation. Um, and that's that's why you know those patristic scholars and even current theologians we we try to grapple to find language to talk about the the amount of love and grace that that was poured upon. All creation. Oh my
1: gosh, yeah, and and we we talk about this a lot, but um, uh, our culture, um, the, the United States s- uh, society culture, we don't celebrate well. We prepare well, right? And so um, I, I I think I, you know we we prepare well as a society for the big celebrations of Christmas and Easter, and but but in in our culture, after the day, okay, it's over, it's done, hey, and, yeah. and and and. For us Catholics, that's just not the case. Uh, we yeah. we spend time savoring our uh, holiest of 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 days. We have a whole season.
2: We have whole seasons around them, and and so yeah. it is for Easter. I mean, and that's what, I love that you say that because so for for the listeners, like that those octave days, every single day within the octave is Easter Sunday. Yeah. I mean, it's celebrated yeah. as Easter Sunday. So it, like you said, it's the week of weeks. Is that you know. But then, yes, we go on for the full 50 days because we, in theory, ideally, the Christian cannot contain the joy of the risen Christ. And so we have to celebrate with gathering and festivity of of song. Now, granted, COVID changes how we do that. But, But that's why we have such a long celebration, because what God has done for us, there are no words to describe it. And, and and so I mean at least I don't have words to describe it. I mean we can try to describe it and, and we do, you know, in, in our prayer texts and stuff like that. But what God has done for humanity yeah. is is unbelievable the amount of love. And so how can we not celebrate for fifty days, maybe even you know we could celebrate longer. but but we do that as a church. and and, and the way that the scriptures unfold, um the way that we accompany the newly baptized, those neophytes, we call them, um, that's important because they're continuing to break open with their experience of water, mm-hmm. oil, and the Eucharistic feast. Like they're continuing to break that open so that they understand the profund profundity of what they have celebrated and we accompany them in that reflection. So what does what does water mean in, for you and how does that relate to your baptismal life? How does yeah. harvest and, and food and all of that it, how does that all connect back to your eucharistic sharing? Yeah. Um it, I I mean I think that gives I think that gives shape to what
1: Easter the season can be for us. Mm-hmm. So what Timothy's talking about is the um, the, coming comes from the the RCIA, the Rite of Christian Initiation of Adults. That's the process that many of our parishes have uh, been involved in over the last number of months, maybe a year, mm-hmm. of walking with the adults who were preparing for baptism at Easter. Uh, they went through um, they went through uh, three formal periods before this, and what Timothy's talking about is now the Easter season is the it's the final period of their initiation. And uh, the name for it, a little, little Greek term is? Is mystagogy. It, it literally means to break open the secrets, right? It, it literally means to, 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 to plumb the secrets. And the secrets meaning the mysteries that have been right. celebrated. Um, mystagogy, right? The mysteries that have been celebrated—the mystery of baptism, of confirmation, yeah. of the Eucharist—and
2: and I think it's important to uh, just to note because we use mystery in our culture very differently than the way that the church understands It's, it's not not something that that uh, it needs to be solved, right? Necessarily, it's not a puzzle. It's not a puzzle, right? It, it's not like a murder mystery that you're reading in your, uh, you know, in your in your fiction uh, library. Uh, it it is. The mystery of Christ's present, the the reality of the presence of Christ in our life, yeah. his but his death and resurrection and ascension into heaven. All that is the the mystery that we celebrate. Right.
1: And by mystery we mean that which you could never, Fully understand, right? right? That that you you could never you could never take the resurrection, the Paschal mystery of Jesus Christ, and put it into a neat little box. Right? It's it it it, you, it it is in in many ways it's, it's it is indescribable, and and we could we we could never define it. We could never uh, you know capture it, and if, if you will, that's that's what we mean by mystery. It's too deep, it's too powerful, it's too profound to be completely understood, and yeah. it's like love right?
2: Exactly. I mean, that's, that's a great way to say that. Yeah. And that's why we have our whole Christian life, to continue to peel back the layers, to, to discover the new parts uh, of this mystery, the new uh, corners or facets of the relationship we have with God, right. ultimately.
1: And, and, and that's what the neophytes, the newly baptized, that's what they do during this final period of their initiation. But that's what each and every one of us should be doing, during the Easter season, also right, peeling back the mystery of our baptism that we that we just renewed, that we just renewed at, at Easter, right. uh, yeah. digging deeper into that mystery, digging deeper into that reality, and maybe we can do some of that when we come back from this first break. Great, stay with us. We'll be right back for more focus on the liturgy right after these messages.
3: Mothers are often the unsung heroes in a family. Right now, many mothers are also the disproportionate victims of the COVID-19 pandemic. They've experienced higher rates of infection and more job losses. They've had to navigate their children learning remotely while caring for older relatives and struggling to put food on the table. What better way to honor the mothers in our lives, those living and deceased, than with a contribution in your mother's name to Catholic Charities' 2021 Mother's Day appeal? Our mothers were the first to teach us about compassion and community. They were the first to show us what love and caring for someone else is all about. Help us help local moms and children who are struggling this year. Please give generously at catholiccharities.net.
2: Hey, it's Timothy Johnston here from Liturgy Training Publications. Over the past few months, I'm sure you've found yourself at home more, whether it's working from home or watching live stream Masses on Sunday mornings. As we began adjusting to this at the beginning of the pandemic, one of the things I missed the most was gathering with friends at the parish. That's why we at LTP have created this new virtual gathering series called Living the Sunday Word. We meet virtually on Thursday evenings each week and reflect on the upcoming Sunday readings. And with that, we share stories to help us more fully reflect on the Word of God I'm inviting each of you to join us, a group of friends meeting virtually from all parts of the country. So visit ltp.org for more information and to register. You won't wanna miss this.
4: Caring adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this and our mentorship program provides a free opportunity for youth living in Lake County to spend time virtually, with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youths age 9 to 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers serve as friends and role models who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer, and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports each relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that is totally different from remote learning. Virtual group sessions help youth enjoy fun activities with their peers, too. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. To learn more, call 312-937-3375. That's 312-937-3375.
1: Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy here on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. We are talking about the Easter season. We are here in the fourth Sunday of Easter. Um, we've heard the, the, uh, the, the Gospels of the Empty Tomb. We've heard the Gospels of Thomas, as we noted earlier, the Road to Emmaus, the Gospel of the Good Shepherd this last Sunday. Um, and, all, and, and, and all of them, all of them, kind of give light to what we were talking about before the last break, Timothy. They they give light to what it means um, to unpack the mysteries that we celebrated at Easter.
2: Yeah, they, they really do invite us in to consider, I mean, I, I, just using Thomas as an example, um, just because that's been on my mind, uh, is it's not about him just so doubting, because I kind of mentioned that earlier, like I'm trying to not use that language. It's really about him coming to faith, right, uh, and and the belief, and and we can reflect on that in our own experience in this time. Is in what ways am I believing? In in what ways have I come to uh, new insight uh, about this relationship? Yeah,
1: yeah, and 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 it's about him realizing who Christ is, exactly, right, my 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 Lord, my all. That's, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And 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 so so Easter can be that for us, right? It, it and um. You know, we, we, I think it's real easy for Catholics to understand, oh, I, yeah, breaking open the mysteries for the Neophytes, for those who were just baptized, right, those who were just confirmed, those who just received the Eucharist for the first time. But it's like, what mystery is there for me? I, I'm, you know, I've been a Catholic for 50 years, and I know what it means to be Catholic, and I—that's—not uh, not if we're open to the Spirit and not if we're open, open to growing every—ever, ever more coming to a deeper understanding of the mystery of Christ.
2: Yeah, it, it, and I, I, the way that you say that, I, I think we hear a lot of people use that kind of language. Well, I am Catholic, you know, and, and I know what that means. And so and to some extent, yeah, you're right. You know, the prayers, you can go to Mass, but what we're getting at is taking that to the next level. Yeah. Because that's what we're called to, right? And and so to grow in faith and in our relationship exactly with Jesus with Christ. And that's I I think in one way that's why I like the even the story to the uh, you know of the road to Emmaus oh gosh, is because yeah. um, I often imagine myself I'm the two disciples walking on the, the road and uh, hearing all of these things and then I I still don't recognize Jesus. It's not until later on. Yeah. When I, upon reflection, then I realize, oh, like I, Jesus was accompanying me the whole time. Jesus was instructing yeah. me, or uh, you know, being in relationship with me, and I wasn't paying attention, or I didn't know how to look because with my eyes of faith um, at that at that point. But that awareness, that new insight, helps the next time around because that's the deepening when you reflect and you come to realize, oh, that's where God's presence was, and you begin to train yourself. To be able to see the depth of that mystery, as as
1: Catholics as Christians, we are always, always, always called to deeper conversion, to 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 being uh, to to a a more complete confirmation to Christ, in whose image we've been baptized, and that's what we renewed at Easter, right? And so it it, it it doesn't matter for how long I've I've been baptized. Every every Easter, I have the opportunity. God gives the great gift of being able to renew the the new life that was given me that yeah. was given us in our baptism. Yeah. And I, I mean I think more and more and more as Catholics we we should always be open to coming to a deeper understanding of what our baptism means. Yeah. What does I, it mean to
2: live the baptismal life? Yeah, this, this, what is it exactly? And this is what we we're talking about over uh, during the break. What does it mean to live this baptismal life? And we can go even very concretely, like we have promised, you know, oh my gosh. Yeah. you know, to follow uh, Christ, you know, in these, in the renewal of baptismal promises, in the way that we live. So just practically, how are we going about our daily life loving our neighbor? I mean, going back to look at, you know, the Beatitudes, the commandments, all of the things that are in scripture, of course, that we, we break open. It isn't some magic formula that that we're trying to to discover here. Jesus is very clear. Love one another as I have loved you. He demonstrated that at the Last Last Supper, the reading we heard on Holy Thursday. And so to live a baptismal life is to live as someone who, like Christ, we share in his resurrection. Paul talks about this. Yes, in the Romans. In the the Romans Romans reading. We have been raised with Christ Jesus. And so we live as a resurrected people, as an Alleluia people. We go around uh, proclaiming the good news in word and deed. Todd, the other day, I was I was actually downtown um, here in Chicago uh, uh, doing some errands and various things. And and I'm not touting myself because I'm kind of conflicted internally about this. But uh, as I was doing my errands, I had no cash on me, and I never, I rarely, rarely have cash on me. And this homeless man. I mean, this is what I'm getting at. Like, this is the concrete baptismal, maybe it's the Catholic guilt in me. But this this homeless man in a wheelchair he, I was coming out of a building and he said, do you have anything? And I said, no. And he's like, you're coming back, aren't you? Don't just you have to come back to this place. And I said, well, I, I am coming back. Okay, I'll see you when you get back. And, really? And I spent about an hour doing my errands and whatnot. And the whole time I was doing that, I could not let go of the fact that that this man had asked me something. And we had an exchange, even if it was short, um, and I was maybe not as attentive as I could have been. But the baptismal living, even if I wasn't conscious of it at at one point, began to nag or tug at my heart to say, you got to do something. So I went and found the closest bank I could. And eventually I got, you know, what I needed to. And and all along the way, there were other homeless men, of course, uh, on the street. And so I did what I could For all of them, wow, and and not that it was a lot or whatever, but, and again, I'm not saying that that to say, oh, look at me as, but there was something about what my baptism tugged at my heart in a way that that day I couldn't not respond. Right now, do I do that every time? Certainly not, because some days I'm not attentive. But for that, for whatever reason, that day. The tug was there, yeah. and 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 I I was able to respond to it. So those are the things we're talking about with baptismal living. Yeah, it, it's you know my my cousin Amy, um, you know who who struggles and, and so deeply loves. She has twins, and one of those twins is uh, uh, severely handicapped, and and the love that she has for caring for that child—that's baptismal living. Oh my gosh. Um, and the way that the family engages. So those are the kinds of things that when we talk about living in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that's what we're doing as people. And we reflect on those experiences to come to know more intimately this Jesus in our life.
1: We've talked about this before in other contexts, but the reality is, for us as Catholics, what we say we believe is that in the sacraments of initiation, in our baptism, God remade us. Into an image of his beloved son, we we that's what it means to be yeah. Christian. That's what it means to be christened. That's what it means to be Christlike. Yeah. Right? It comes through the great mystery of baptism, which we renewed on Easter Sunday, or at the Easter vigil, and we uh, the idea is to spend this whole season plumbing deeper. What does it mean that I have renewed the baptism that first made me? Into an image of Jesus Christ, of the beloved Son, and yeah. um, and 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 you were in your experience downtown. How how do we live like Christ? I mean, and that's just not nice hyperbole, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it, mean, which, it means to live as Christ. It means to be Christ. It means yeah. to say the things that Christ said. To do the things that Christ did. To treat others the way that Christ treated others.
2: I, I like that you said that. It's not just hyperbole because I think too often. It, it it's easy for any whether you're Catholic or any religious tradition, it, it is easy to get into a routine uh and, and forget the heart of the matter. Yeah. And so it, it can just become hyperbole. But yeah, we when we when we renew these promises, we're actually saying we're gonna do this. Like yeah. we're radically I mean, think about that early church. That was radical for them to gather. And we hear this, you know, certainly through the octave and through all the the Sundays of Easter the Acts of the Apostles, the, the readings from the Acts of the Apostles, imagine what that early community went through because of what they had witnessed, what they what they came to understand uh, and believe, and the wrestling not only within the community, but the things without the external pieces of the community. And yet they remained faithful, yeah. even in the struggle of persecution. And I think it's not easy. Uh, I mean, I can say for myself, I'm not great at Following this all the time, but that's the call, yeah. and we do that in community, which helps it helps us live that more effectively or more authentically. Maybe that's the right word.
1: Yeah, authentically, right? Um, it, it yeah, and and it's, it, it's I, I think that kind of the the profundity of what we did at the vigil or or on Easter Sunday, um, so, like you said, it becomes rote, right? The renewal of baptismal promises is not just a profession of faith y- yes that, that it, the very act does profess what we believe mm-hmm. but it's 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 not quite the same thing the renewal of baptismal promises and maybe we can pick it up there when we come back from this break so stay with us we'll be right back after these messages
4: Nation in our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312 741 3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today.
3: Catholic Charities Schreiber Center for Human Services is now open in Round Lake. Due to the pandemic, we are limited in the number of in-person programs that we currently can provide. However, a food pantry is open twice a week, and a Wednesday night supper is held with to-go meals every week. A wide range of senior services are now offered as well. If we can assist you or someone you know, please call us at 847-546-5733. That's 847 847- 546-5733. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you.
0: You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 a.m. Every Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago.
1: To the second half of Focus on the Liturgy here on WNDZ 750 AM, live streamed on YouTube and on Facebook. If you are just joining us, I'm Todd Williamson from the Office for Divine Worship.
2: And I'm Timothy Johnston from Liturgy Training Publications.
1: And we're talking about the Easter season and what does it mean to live a baptismal life? Because that's what was, that's what the Easter season is all about, right? That's that's what was renewed for us. At the vigil and on Easter Sunday, that's what the the elect were immersed in. In 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 their reception, first reception of the sacraments of initiation, and 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 just the implications of that for us as Catholics, not just throughout this season of Easter, but for our whole lives. We were uh, Timothy and I were talking during the break um, about the just the the, I and and I, I made mention before the break that. Renewing baptismal promises, is, 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 it involves professing faith, but it's not the same as the profession of faith. I think it's, they're different things. Um, they're related, right, Di- but different. Um, and, and one of the things that, that we, we were talking about was the, uh, the blessing and sprinkling of holy water that can happen uh, during any Sunday Mass, uh, and it would take the place of the penitential act. Mm-hmm. And there's a particular phrase in there that Timothy and I were talking about. What is that?
2: So, yeah, at the beginning, um, uh, before the actual blessing, there's sort of introductory words, the presider um, says, and basically says, Brothers and sisters, let us humbly beseech the Lord our God to bless this water he has created, which will be sprinkled on us as a memorial of our baptism. That's the key phrase, as a memorial of our baptism.
1: And what what's, what we what we were talking about was, just as the Mass is a, a memorial of the redemptive self-sacrifice of Christ, making that reality of the Paschal mystery present now in mm-hmm. our midst at this celebration of the Mass. So, too, the renewal of baptismal promises is, as the Missal says, a memorial of our... It would, meaning, it makes the reality of, of our baptism present here now in our midst at this moment. and um, and, and, and there's the difference, I think. And so uh once a year the grace the sacramental character the re, the reality of what baptism does did for for me in my baptism yeah. is brought to the present here now again f- I- I- in the renewal
2: and, and how often I, mean, I love i love that uh we don't really hear sacramental character too often these days <laughs> right but what an interesting thing to 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 stop and pause. I mean, just thinking whether you're at the vigil or at at the Sunday liturgy, where you renewed these promises and then were sprinkled with holy water. Like what? Like think about this. What came to your mind? Yeah. What experience did that? Was it just like, oh, I'm getting wet, or my glasses got wet, or? But but were you really drawn in as this prayer invites that we beseech the Lord not only to bless this water but to remind us to bring to present that. I have this indelible mark within me. This this character that has been this character of Christ of Christ has been I, uh, bonded yeah. to me forever. Imprinted, I'm not, like, stamped, branded, like, all
1: you know, marked, and 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 so Easter is like okay, so what? Yeah, and, and we've talked about that before, uh, oftentimes. But Easter season is is really it's the season of so what, so what that my baptism was renewed on Easter. So what? And yeah. and Timothy. I mean where you were talking before that last break telling the story about being downtown and encountering mm-hmm. um some uh, people so, uh, homeless people that that that's that's so what you know yeah. it's it's in in one sense it's a, it's like evaluating all of our experiences through the lens of wait a minute I have died in Christ Jesus I have been baptized into Christ Jesus what does that mean in this situation
2: yeah that's a You you got me thinking now. Like there's, this is one thing that I think, and I don't. You correct me if I'm wrong. That's that's really unique to Catholicism. This sacramentality. Oh my gosh! Yeah. The way that we look at the world, the way that we engage, you know, one another, is through this lens of being like Christ. That Christ is is we are marked by that sign. Yeah and 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 i maybe this is where i struggle often is because I, and maybe why i get so frustrated is like why doesn't everybody else get this <laughs> like and i'm not great at it myself but i i try to keep it present and that's an interesting thing to think about during the season is am i living differently that that going back to that so what yes. question now am i living differently after my lenten reflection and hopefully conversion this renewal that i have said i am going to live like christ and if doing so how do, how are you living differently? What has been changed for you? Um, and it, it, is it your focus is, well, the faith, the the life of Christ is more important than the Sunday game or having, I mean, that's really practical and I'm going to make lots of people mad, but, but what is the lens through which you are looking at the world, um, and the day-to-day activity? And that I think is an ongoing process of conversion, too. Well, but it's,
1: it's the, the, that prayer on the second Sunday. Yeah, May we yeah. come to grasp yeah. and rightly understand yeah. what has happened to us in baptism. And, 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 and baptism and confirmation and feasting at the Eucharistic altar, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's that whole experience of being immersed into, plunged, baptized into the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That, that it, it's, it's the whole, that whole experience. And that really is our Christian lives, right? To, 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 yeah. To, to for, for the whole of our lives to unpack what that means. Um, and, and our liturgies and the liturgies, uh, the text of the liturgies during the Easter season all point to that. Pick any opening prayer. Timothy's got the missile in well, let's front of see. him. Any opening prayer from the Easter season, and it will, it, I'm, I'm sure it will reference, um, the mystery, the redemption we've received, the new life that we've received. Um, help
2: us to live it better. So, I mean, this is random. I just sort of opened it. So let's, let's, let's test this out and see what happens. So this is Thursday of the fourth Sunday, or of the fourth week, I should say. So, so that's tomorrow. Of the fourth week. Oh, right. Ah, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> so it says, O God, who restore human nature to yet greater dignity than at its beginnings, Look upon the amazing mystery of your loving kindness, and in those you have chosen to make new through the wonder of rebirth, may you preserve the gifts of your enduring grace and blessing. See, it's
1: uh, all of the, it's, it's, read, read, read that first part again.
2: O God, who restore human nature to yet greater dignity than at its beginnings. Right. And that, that's right there. You can unpack that, take that and, and do lexio with that. Um, and then look upon the amazing mystery of your the amazing mystery of your loving kindness. Uh, the,
1: the, the amazing mystery of His loving kindness was my baptism. Yeah. Uh, the, the the amazing mystery of His loving kindness for you was 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 freely given, out of love, right? Yeah. Out of out of nothing but pure love. All, uh, all is gift. Right. It's right, all right. gift. And so and so so even to meditate on the opening prayers of the Easter season, folks, I think can take us to a deeper understanding of what does it mean that I have been baptized? So what? That I've renewed my baptism four weeks ago. So what?
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, what a profound uh, thing, because it's, it's easy to, to sort of miss, even if you're only attending Mass on Sundays, which I would say is a good portion of, of all of us, right? Mm-hmm it's easy to not hear that collect prayer or to hear yeah. what what we're breaking open. Um, and so, yeah, it's the so what? Like the liturgy is helping us break that open.
1: And, and Timothy, it's not just the text. I mean, we all, we both know. But it's also like the readings that we hear throughout the Easter season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, Easter is that great. The one The one element I love about Easter is it's the only time of the year where we don't hear on a Sunday from the Old Testament right right it's the only season where we don't hear from the old testament on on sundays it's because the acts of the apostles every year replaces the um the first reading from the old testament and and that's deliberate right because you look at the acts of the apostles and what is that it's the life of the church immediately after it's creation it's the life of the church immediately after the res- death and resurrection of christ it's the, in in other words it's the life of a new community those who have been in in many ways it's the life of the newly baptized yeah it... well we've just renewed our baptism there's a reason why we hear the acts of the apostles during the whole easter season because it, it reflects to us what 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 we should be feeling thinking doing during this Easter season, now that I have renewed my baptism,
2: yeah, no, I, I love that because I think it was on, was on the second Sunday. The reading from Acts, uh, I think it's chapter four, but oh, don't quote me on that. <laughs> but it, it, it obviously it's from Acts. But it 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 really on that eighth day is doing exactly what you're saying. It's saying, here's this life in community. They're praying together and they're holding things in common and making sure that (laughs) all things, you know, all the things that they, they get, they, they divide amongst themselves. It's worded much better, of Mm -hmm. course, in the scriptures. But, but that's exactly what you're saying is it's telling us as a, as new people, as a new community, we have, we have different responsibilities because of this life in Christ. And it, it isn't always easy to live in community, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm Ask learning, any family. <laughs> yeah, ask any family, ask any religious community, Ask ask anybody who's living in a community. It takes time, it takes work, it takes that give and take, but there's beauty in the gathering of those who believe in Christ and the, the gathering of those people demand something different it's it's a radical way of, of engaging the world yeah and this is one thing and, and Todd I don't know if I, I'm sure I've mentioned this on the show before but I know I've talked to you about this when I was in religious life uh, we followed the rule of Saint Augustine and the rule of Saint Augustine uh, tr- uh, uses the Acts of the Apostles a lot in in how it breaks open um, uh, the rule like yeah. to talk about living a community but the very first phrase, Uh, or the beginning of the rule, is that we have come to this place in one heart and mind on our way to God. And that's what we're doing as family, that's what we're doing as parish, that's what we're doing as church, that we have come to this place in one heart and mind on our way to God. And that's from the Acts of the Apostles. That image is is teaching us this is what we do. It's not about Timothy, it's not about Todd, it's about how we are made more and more at the Eucharistic liturgy into the body of Christ. Because of our baptism. Because of baptism. That's where we'll pick it up when we come back from this break, so stay
1: with us. We'll be back for the final segment of Focus on the Liturgy right after these messages.
4: Adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this and our mentorship program provides a free opportunity for youth living in Lake County to spend time, virtually, with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youths age nine to 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers serve as friends and role models who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports each relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that is totally different from remote learning. Virtual group sessions help youth enjoy fun activities with their peers too. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. To learn more, call 312 937 3375. That's 312 937
5: 3375. Hello, I'm Cardinal Blaise Supich. I got my COVID 19 vaccination, and you should too. It took just a few seconds and was painless. The Food and Drug Administration determined the new vaccines are safe and effective. And the Holy See, as well as the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops has concluded getting the COVID-19 vaccine is an act of love of our neighbor and part of our more responsibility for the common good. We have lived with the pandemic for many months and I know we're all getting tired of it. Vaccination is one of the most important ways you can protect your health and the lives of those you love and help bring the pandemic under control. When it is your turn, I urge you to be vaccinated. And remember to do your part by wearing a mask, washing your hands and watching your distance. Thank you and God bless you all.
1: welcome back to this final segment of focus on the liturgy. those who are also watching um, Facebook and uh, YouTube We are we've been talking about the Easter season um, we've been talking and, and talking about the so what of Easter, right? So so what that I just renewed my baptism uh, at the vigil or on Easter Sunday So what? Uh, and, and Timothy, even how the liturgies of the Easter season reflect that in the text. We saw some of that in uh, the, uh, some of the opening collects of Mass. But, and where we broke there, we were talking about the, the, the readings that we hear. Uh, so every, on Sunday, uh, every first reading is always, uh, every year, from the Acts of the Apostles. This year, in uh, the lectionary cycle, it just so happens that all of the uh, second readings for each week of Easter come from the first letter of John but again yeah. kind of a similar situation right John is writing to a young community a community of young Christians right and 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 part of it although part of the first letter of John is corrective for certain situations that were going certain circumstances in that young community
2: as were other scripture yeah like true it was teaching, helping them exactly. learn how
1: to live this life. yep so so it was written to a young community giving direction on how to live now that you've been baptized. Mm-hmm. well that's that's the same for us, right so yeah. what this, what the first letter how we should be hearing the first letter of John is continued direction and guidance. And what does it mean now that you have renewed your baptism? You know, they, they apply. They apply to us as well.
2: They definitely apply. And one of the things I love about the first letter of John, and and again, beloved, <laughs> beloved yeah, I mean, there's just this, this. I don't even know how to like. It, there's, I think, they're beautiful passages. There's, there's, a, there's a poetic rhythm to them sometimes. But what I, I love if and if you go and look at all of them, or just go read the letter to John on your own, even for lexio, uh, time of prayer you're going to really get this theme of love, yeah. ultimately. Yeah. How um, many
1: times does he address the community as beloved? Yeah. And it always strikes me, who did God, the Father, say that of? This is my beloved. Yeah. And, yeah. and John refers to them in the same way that the Father referred to the beloved Son, because they have been reborn in baptism in his image. Right. They and, are, and so, it, And so is the case for us.
2: Right. We're the the sacramental presence of christ in the world
1: you you the 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 liturgies of easter help us to unpack the great mystery yeah peel back the layers i like that image you used from earlier in the show peel back the mysteries of 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 what was renewed in us at easter
2: yeah it, it, yeah and i i don't think it gets any better than no than, than that
1: <laughs> no i mean even even uh you know the The festivity of that, you know, we made mention of the return of the Gloria, the return of the of the Alleluia, even even the hymnody of Easter can can help us uh, peel back what so what now that now that I have been baptized.
2: Yeah, So many of of our our hymn texts, again, go through your hymnal at your church when you have access to it again. But but looking at those, I mean, a lot of obviously the familiar songs, "Jesus Christ Has Risen Today" or "Christ Has Risen Today," um, a lot of those those exultant texts. I mean, there's there's sort of triumph uh, yeah. in in the way that the music is written. Um, it, you know, there's there's a strength to them. Um, you know, they they can be boisterous uh, at, at times, um, but. Uh, they also, what they're doing is is often retelling the story, mm-hmm. um, especially older hymn texts. If you look at some newer hymn texts, they're trying to break into that that story in a different way. Right. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but hymn texts like Adam Tice or Dolores Duffner, um, even Mike Jonkis, like looking at some of those texts, yeah. they're, 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 they're not just retelling the, the Easter story, but they're, they're breaking it open in terms of how we are living this out in our, our life. Uh, but there's also the the great my, the Ophelia. I always say it wrong. But the o Sons and daughters. Yes. Alleluia, alleluia. As a kid, I always often wondered, like, why is this in a minor key, like, or minor mode? Because we're we're in we're in Easter, like, we should a be celebratory. We should be yeah. joyful and singing something uh, much. But but that is a that's a melody that's certainly uh, associated with the Easter season. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah. That text is certainly, oh sons and daughters, you know who have experienced uh, this. So that would be something to definitely sing, pray with, uh, to to find that and sing that hallelujah. Yeah. You know,
1: what it strikes me. We we mentioned it, but it it strikes me, uh, we haven't we haven't like raised it. How many parishes? I think it's pretty common through the Easter season, on the Sundays of Easter. Instead of the penitential act, to have the blessing mm-hmm. and sprinkling of holy water. So, I, I guess one of the things I would encourage the listeners and our viewers, uh, if if that takes, and and we can do that now in COVID, mm-hmm. um, we we couldn't we couldn't last year, but but we can do that this year. Um, how how many parishes are doing that? And for our listeners, to really ponder yeah. what that means.
2: Yeah. Right? To to engage that um, this
1: memorial of your baptism,
2: yeah, to engage that into right because it's not just something that's being done to you, like and All I think that's moment. that's often what happens. Like, we sit at, at the liturgy and we've talked about this. We're supposed to be fully active, participating, consciously participating. It the priest is going around the church, so we might. Passively be present, um, but we don't need to be. Like we can actively be singing the 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 song that goes with it, which is not the Gloria, right? Um, but uh, get that in there. Uh, but uh, but but as you're being sprinkled, as you're watching the the priests go around the community and sprinkling
1: your brothers and sisters, <laughs> yeah,
2: to, to to ponder what what Todd just noted. Like, what does this mean for you? Yeah. What, bringing back that. So not just like you're actively pondering the action that's taking place that you are participating in it that yeah. even the water falling upon you hopefully um you know that that you have a role to play in that yeah yeah
1: and in, in participation um you look later in the season of easter and i mean in 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 some ways we can say that the feasts of ascension and pentecost are baptismal feasts right um the the the, uh, the the memorial and the celebration of Christ's ascension into the heaven to the Father's right hand uh, is is a, a foretaste, a foreshadowing, right in, in in some ways of of what we hope for ourselves at the at the at the right. end, uh, the the feast of Pentecost, the completion, you know, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that completes our baptism in the sacrament of Confirmation, yeah, uh, for very specific purposes, right in order that we can then take up the mission of Christ, and as the documents of the Church say, so that we may work to bring the body of Christ to its fullest as soon as possible. Yeah, I love that. That's from the general introduction to Christian initiation. Yeah. Uh, So that we can work to bring the body of Christ to its fullness as soon
2: as possible. There's an
1: urgency there.
2: Um, and every, right, I think people should we should make the posters of that and, <laughs> and and hang that on our mirrors in our bathrooms or whatnot, just to remind us every morning that we have a mission. Yeah, and and, and as you said, like because that's what ascension. I mean, one of the, the the great commission is is given. You know, we hear this in Acts the apostles. Uh, you know, it's uh, uh, chapter one, verse eight. Go, uh, go out to the ends of the earth. I'm not going to say it right. Oh, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and go forth to the ends. There you go. I'm, I'm terrible at quoting scripture, but that's my. That's one of my favorite lines because it, it is that at Pentecost we're going to receive the Spirit, of course. But that's the mission. Jesus yeah. says, "Go to the ends of the earth," and I love that you just shared that quote because from from Christian initiation, because it, it, there is an urgency, and and it doesn't. It's not a. Uh, It's an urgency about realizing the profound love and mercy of God's presence in the world. Not about, I'm right, you're wrong. You know, that's not that kind of thing, but this urgency, because we are so in love with God, so in love with Christ, that we want others to share in that that wonderful beauty.
1: Yeah, a a love and a mercy that calls us, right, to mission. A, A love and a mercy that calls us to live a baptismal life, a love and a mercy that calls us to uh, to, to do something with what we've been given right. in our baptism and
2: our confirmation. And and this is, it, I'm just thinking of this now, so it may not work, but in some ways, like Pentecost is like the dismissal from Mass. It is, <laughs> uh, I just was thinking of this. Yeah. Is we, We've celebrated this great 50 days, and then it's like at the end of the liturgy, we are sent to go and do something with what we've, we've experienced and the, the life that we have. Pentecost, the same thing okay, you've, you've had your time of celebrating, continue to celebrate, but now go do something about it. Go out into the world, share the good news, um, be the, the good news in the world, if you, if you will.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's, it is the great commission. Um, and, and every year that, that is renewed in us. Yeah. God, God renews that in us every Easter. Um, it's, so it, this is only the fourth, the fourth week. There's, there's, still, there's still three more weeks throughout all of it. Just encourage our listeners to continue to plumb the great mystery yes. of your baptism. We'll be back the fourth Wednesday of next
2: month. Until then, God bless everyone. Take care.